Everyone knows how to play poker. 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 But do you know how to play poker well? Well, get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play, where to play, and how to play better poker. 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 This is Poker Action Live, a weekly poker show with your hosts Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. Thanks for joining us on another edition of Poker Action Line. Big Dave Lemon bringing you the show today. Uh, this will be a little bit of a shortened program as Joe is out of town. And I am later this afternoon undergoing a dental procedure. So I did want to get a show posted for our fans that listen to every program. And I do have a great and lengthy interview with... Chris Moneymaker that I did last week down here at the Seminole Hard Rock. So I want to play that for you today. Uh, we'll dispense with a lot of the results and that sort of thing that we normally cover, a lot of the latest events. But we will let you know that uh, on the WSOP circuit, uh, it was a victory for Zach Schneider uh, in the main event at uh, the Hammond uh, circuit event up outside of Chicago. That was a big one, 1,094. Uh, in that one, and uh, Zach Schneider gets the win, defeating Nick Pupillo in the final. Also, there was an event at Choctaw since we last did the program, and that was uh, in Oklahoma. The winner, Max Young, picked up 263000 for winning that event, defeating Jared Hemingway uh, in head-to-head -head play. And also, Scott Sanders picked up a win at uh, Lake Tahoe, earlier in the month. They are currently playing at Planet Hollywood out in Las Vegas and head next to Cher Cherokee, uh, the Harrison Cherokee, North Carolina. And that gets underway later this week with the main event uh, finishing up right around the 1st of December. Still to come, uh, the Bicycle in Los Angeles and Biloxi has an event in both those places in December. So we'll get back to our usual format next week. Joe will be back in the studio, but I did want to get a show out, and uh, we want to play our interview with Chris Moneymaker. Chris, of course, was in town for a special event that was named after him. He had a big hand in getting it started, and that is the Moneymaker PSPC Tour. He came down and uh, finished second, head-to-head uh, -head play, and finished second in the event and decided to stick around for a few days. Uh, two days later, there was the charity event for Feeding South Florida, and Chris won that one. Uh, we talk a little bit about that in the interview. And then got right into the events of the Seminole Hard Rock uh, Rock and Roll Poker Open and the Limit Omaha 8 tournament was also won by Chris Moneymaker. So... Uh, not quite three straight, but uh, pretty close. Uh, i tell you, he uh, picks up the win there. And uh, people were having fun. A lot of people enjoyed talking to Chris over the week. And uh, he picked up a little side money as well. He won 5000 in the uh, charity event. Uh, 9136 was his first prize in the Limit Omaha 8 tournament. He defeated Perry Klein and Claude Angelo Bodoin. Uh, in uh, final play there, Zach Milchman also made uh, that final table there and uh, completed action. So I got a chance during a break. He was into another tournament, which he did not win, but he uh, played in the uh, PLO event as well. And I uh, got a chance to pull Chris aside and talk a little bit. Uh, he enjoys uh, recounting some of the events of the past and how it has affected his life. 
Uh, also a tremendous ambassador for the game of poker over the years. Uh, he went a few years where he people didn't see too much of him because he was not playing all that well, but he worked hard in his game, and he's done very well recently, and it really shows. So I got a chance to uh, speak with Chris, and here's what he had to say. The man of the hour here at the Seminole Hard Rock this week because of his tournament and then turning it into two more wins. Chris Moneymaker on the scene here. Chris, uh, thanks for taking a minute here. Uh, tell me first about the Moneymaker Tour. Uh, made an appearance here. You've been around the country the last uh, three, four weeks. Mm -hmm. And uh, what was the impetus to get that thing started? Well, the impetus was they, they offered um, all the ambassadors ways to give out a Platinum Pass. Mm -hmm. um, they wanted to give everybody an opportunity to give their fans or their following uh, a pass. And in the beginning, the, the PSPC, the whole concept behind it is to sort of do what I did 15 years ago, and that is to change someone's life or to give someone an opportunity to make life-changing money. Right. And uh, so my whole thing was, well, I want to do something to where basically it's my buy-in, which was $86 in 03, and turn that, you know, and, and give it a, an amateur, if you will, a chance to go do that. So originally the plan was to go around to 10 different casinos and hold these tournaments and the winner would get a seat into a sit and go and the winner of that sit and go would get a platinum pass and that was sort of the original idea the, the the biggest thing that i had was all these passes that they're giving out around the world americans don't have the opportunity to get them so okay. i wanted to, another thing was to give you know people in the u.s the taste and to fit you know to, to feel like they had a, a chance as small as it was to win one of these passes um and it kind of morphed in from the planning stages to what we ended up doing, which was 11 events with the Platinum Pass at every single stop. And I'll say, if you were willing to come and grind the tour and work for a Platinum Pass, um, and you were decent at poker, you had a pretty good shot at doing so. I mean, it wasn't like these twenty thousand dollar, you know, twenty thousand people free rolls where you know just it's you have to Absolutely. run obscenely well. I mean, there was a guy that uh, did Jamie's Ultimate Sweat, um, Nathan, and he followed the Moneymaker Tour as well. He he said his goal in the beginning of the year was to win a Platinum Pass, and he ended up winning one in Reno. He played all the tour stops, and he's, he wasn't going to quit until he won one, and he actually won the Reno event. So, um, you know, and I've seen a, uh, a few people that wanted to try and get them, and they would come out to, like, one stop, and then, like, my buddy – he came down from Canada, actually, and played uh, at uh, Mohegan Sun and ended up getting okay. third or fourth. And that inspired him to try to, he went down to, to, live, to the live casino down in Maryland and tried there as well and came up pretty short there. But, I mean, you know, it, he could taste it. And I talked to another guy that final tabled one in Foxwoods, and he came out to the one out here. It was the last opportunity. So You've been to Maryland Live. You've been to Reno, a couple other places. So what was the thought on coming here to the Hard Rock? I mean, obviously, they have a huge reputation now as uh, maybe the place to be. So you, I'm sure you had to include that in your uh, plans. Yeah, I mean, all the rooms, we were, we were looking for rooms, one, that I had worked for in the past, or two, um, good geographical rooms where people could get to and have, you know, ample space and hotel rooms and promotion around it. Uh, and the Seminole Hard Rock was probably the first one that came to everybody's, you know, the ones that came up immediately were, you know, Seminole Hard Rock, Windstar, um, Foxwoods, you know, re and we tried to find one in each region. 
Um, and we wanted to get into the Midwest. We wanted to do you know a few more in that area, but we had a, a big contract that uh, had to be signed off, and people had to promote Poker Stars. They had to allow cameras in the into the building, and all you know all these things. And you know, even though they were getting this platinum pass for thirty thousand dollars, and we were bringing people into their thing, they still couldn't get over you know the, some of the legal language, and we weren't able to get some of the deals done in some of these other places, but. We were able to strike, you know, ten deals with casinos, and obviously the the one, the eleventh one was online in, in New Jersey. Um, so I think it was a huge success as far as you know the rooms that we did get and the reach that we got. Uh, a good friend of mine uh, picked up a pass during the Seminole High Rock Poker Open, Carlo uh, Rodriguez. I met and, him, yeah. And he is now second in chips in event number one. So he won that in a drawing because he entered a bunch of events. Now. He's playing his way maybe toward another one sometime, at some point along the way here. Um, you know, I, I, I think it really is inspiring people. People are very excited about this. It's a, it's a major thing. You know, it, it gives people an opportunity. The one thing I like about it, like, you can't win another one. That's, you know, he can play and, you know, if he wins, it goes to someone else. You can't win two of these passes. Okay. That's one good thing about these passes. I don't think he knew that. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, you can't win two passes. Okay. You can't win one and give it to your friend. You can't, okay. you know, one of the things when we started doing this, it was we don't want guys that are just, you know, basically hoarding them like they do main event seats or they, you know, where you have all these pros buying them up or they weren't, they aren't going to be transferable and you can only win one. Okay. So... Um, and the reason behind that is, again, to keep, you know, people selling them to, you know, if someone wins a 25K pass, we're going to sell it to Justin Bonomo for 20000 or whatever and cash out. Um, you know, these are, you know, that's what the whole reason that's sort of giving them away right. is um, you have to take the pass and you have to go and, and play. I mean, obviously you can choose not to play, but you can't sell it. Uh, let me ask you about the $86 price point because... Um, you know, obviously great for people, the smaller player that can't afford uh, some of these uh, nosebleed buy-ins. Mm -hmm. But $86, that was the price that you paid for that original satellite to get into the World Series when you won it. But that was widely misreported. I mean, I saw $39 for years. I saw 45 Did that ever bother you that they never got it quite right? Well, no, seeing how I was the one that started the $39 because oh, okay. that's what I thought it was. Oh, okay. Um, I even wrote a book that said $39 to $2.5 million. So honestly, back then... Excuse me, I played uh, very few sit and goes, but I remember playing one for thirty nine dollars, mm -hmm. and I thought that was the one that I won to get into the into the six fifteen. Uh, as it turns out, the, the ticket I guess that I used was an eighty six dollar ticket to the six fifteen, and uh, um, so yeah, I thought it was thirty nine. And for twelve years, I thought it was thirty nine dollars, and it, it wasn't until I went out to Isle of Man in uh, two thousand and fifteen. I was on the island. And one of the IT guys was going, came up to me. We were playing a tournament, and he goes, "Do you know your win wasn't thirty nine bucks?" I'm like, "Wow, what were you talking about?" It's like, "Yeah, well, I, we were doing some research because we were gonna, you know, do some feature on it or whatever." And it was an eighty six dollar buy in. I was like, "Well, I'll be damn. Let me see this." And sure enough, we went back and we looked and, you know, had the single. The, it was actually a, a single table, not a two table satellite. It was a single table satellite to the six fifteen. So. Ended up being $86, and uh, so yeah, the book that I wrote is complete fraud and worth not, not it's, I guess it should be worth more because it's, uh, it's a faulty copy. So as you can see, uh, Chris uh, 
very eager to talk about his tour and some of the things that happened to him in the past and where it's brought him to today. And I wanted to get into some of the recent events in his life, uh, especially last week uh, as he came down to South Florida to play in several events and had great success. So we'll get back to that when we return. You're listening to Poker Action Line, and we'll be right back with the second half of our Chris Moneymaker interview when we return. This is Poker Action Line. This is Big Dave for PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Want to know what's really cool? Your charitable tax-deductible donation every time you play. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com, the feel-good gateway to fun and prizes. Play free. Learn our system. Get 50,000 free chips and play for prizes. Play for scholarships that benefit Caribbean students. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Take it from Big Dave. A win for you is a donation to Caribbean education. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. This is the sound of salmonella gyrating on your undercooked chicken. And it looks like mom might be taking it out a little early. Don't let salmonella get funky with your chicken. On average, one in six Americans will get a foodborne illness this year. So use a thermometer to cook each type of meat to the right temperature. Keep your family safe at foodsafety.gov. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. WFO Radio NHRA Nitro is all about the NHRA Drag Racing Series. Featuring the NHRA's Alan Reinhardt, race winners stop by to talk about bringing home the Wally. Every Tuesday night, following NHRA national events, NHRA Nitro is available on demand anytime on the WFO Radio application and at WFORadio.com. Welcome back to the show. Big Dave Lemon riding solo tonight. Joe will be back with us on the show next week. Uh, We did tape this interview with Chris Moneymaker, which we'll get back to in just a moment. But we will let you know that uh, as we do the show today here, the final day of event number one, still going on, uh, 4,558 players at the Seminole Hard Rock for the opening event of the Rock and Roll Poker Open. They have completed about seven or eight events, including a lot of mixed game tournaments. Uh, nice turnouts for them as well, and they're doing a great job over there at the Seminole Hard Rock Events Center, and uh, a lot of action, a lot of well-known names, uh, some good friend of ours, friends of ours playing, and uh, Carlo Rodriguez, who won a Platinum Pass earlier in the year, we, t- we talked about that on a previous show, bagged up one of the big stacks for this tournament, he is out by now, but uh, we are finishing the final table and finishing things up. Still six, actually two final two tables. Still 16 players playing today as they finish up event number one. Main event starts on November 23rd. $2 million guaranteed uh, championship of the Seminole Hard Rock Rock and Roll Poker Open. So we'll, of course, be back with some results from that next week. Let's get back to our interview with Chris Moneymaker. Um Probably the greatest, outside of maybe Daniel Negreanu, maybe even Phil Helmuth, but uh, one of the greatest ambassadors for the game of poker because he did so much for the game, uh, making people aware of it that just a regular guy could come on the scene on a major tournament like the World Series of Poker main event and win millions of dollars, and it drove a lot of people into the game, and uh, they've been playing ever since, so... Uh, if you talk about accomplishments for promotion of the game, I have to put Chris right up there with anybody. 
So uh, we did t- speak with him. He did well at the Seminole Hard Rock. Let's get back to our interview with Chris Moneymaker. Okay, let's talk briefly about uh, the tournaments that you won here. First you came, you won the Moneymaker event. I got second in that, Oh, well, okay, technically. Mm-hmm. Was it chop at the end? No, we no. actually played it out, and he beat me heads up. Oh, so. that's right, okay. Yeah. yeah, I did see that. Okay, then the next night you come back, or the next couple days, I don't know if it was exactly it was the next two night. Two days later. Two days later, mm-hmm. you win the charity event for mm-hmm. Feeding South Florida here, which, uh, you know, had to feel good, certainly, that uh, you brought the notoriety to it for the for the uh, the charity, but also the fact that you uh, won that event and everybody got really excited about that. Yeah, and I got $5,200 in the process for a seat, <laughs> you know, a seat to come down here in August and come back. So um, that was obviously a pretty good little consolation prize or, you know, prize on top of, you know, I could, again, I could win the Platinum Pass, so the second place person got that, but still got a good prize. Then you came right back and won the Omaha 8 or Better event, mm-hmm. and a lot of people didn't really realize that you were aficionado of mixed games and you talked about how you really worked on your games over the years and and uh you know you won that event so tell me about that your interest in uh building that side of the game uh, for the future well i've always been a guy you know for when i first started i played limit limit hold'em and then that got sort of solved if you will um, and then, so I went over and played Omaha 8 or better for a long time. A lot of people don't know. I used to play 75-150 heads up all the time. Heads up was my heads up three-handed, four-handed. Um, Omaha 8 was what I played for a very long time. And then that got really hard, so I moved over to PLO. And PLO got hard pretty fast. And so I switched over to 8-game. I've been playing 8-game for years on PokerStars. And um, it's been my sort of my game of choice whenever I play cash. If I can find a mixed game, I'm going to play mixed games. Yeah, but a lot of people uh, want to see it get bigger and bigger, but it's kind of slow. It's a long process. You know, at the World Series, you can obviously find plenty of games, including ten thousand dollar buying games. Well, the, the problem is, is one, it's not offered in a casino on, on an everyday right. basis. It's not. It wasn't promoted on you know online. Um, when it's on TV, you only see no limit because that's the easy thing to show. Um, so a lot of people, I mean, I, I, I know so many players, like professional players, have no idea how to play the other games. They, they're no limit holding specialists, and that's all they are. Right. Um, you know, you, the people that you want to see grow the games are the people that can't make it no limit, and they want, you know, and, you know, they want a variety of games. I mean, and there are other people that just feel like, you know, it's more fun to play the variety of games as well. But I don't think it's going to get enough traction to, I mean, we're going to get what we got right now, and, um, you know, the average age in these things are, are pretty old, so uh, it's not, not good for the uh, generation. I mean, obviously, I'd like to see the mixed games grow, but, um, you know, if you go to a stop like this, there's usually one or two of them. It's just they're not a whole lot on the schedule, so there's not a whole lot of opportunity for people to, to play. Uh, like you said, the World Series, there are some, but the World Series, the buy-ins are usually pretty high, and the field's really tough. It's really small, but it's really tough. Um, you know, you need to have more fields like this that, you know, Jason Somerville's Run It Up series, you know, he has a lot of mixed games there. And, you know, his Twitch is all about teaching mixed games now. And, uh, you know, that that's where the growth in the game will, will come is, you know, maybe people learning on Twitch and learning for free and learning all these different games. And Because, uh, again, no women's gotten to a point where it's gotten really hard to beat. Yeah. So, um, you know. Obviously winning is fun, but do you like it? In these periods of time when there's lots of attention, of course, it's the 15th anniversary, so you knew you were going to get that. You'll have to deal with this in 2023 and 2028 again. <laughs> but uh, are you happy when you're receiving uh, some attention, not just for yourself, but your chance to continue the tremendous job you've done as ambassador for the game? 
well, I mean, this is my job. This is something I've been doing for a long time, so obviously you want to have success at it. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, I do it for my family and for my kids, and, um, you know, I want to grow the game. I mean, if, I, if we don't grow this game, then... You know, we don't have a whole, you know, there's a right. lot of people that don't have jobs. There's a lot of things you don't, we right. don't get to do. So um, anytime you win, it's obviously a good thing. Um, but, you know, I went through a seven or eight year period where I basically won nothing. Right. I mean, it was just like, you know, the desert. And that didn't really affect my ability to, to grow the game or to do what I do. Um, you know, it just, it is what it is. You go through dry spills, I guess. How and did you get back to where you are now? Working hard? Just started uh, and working. Learning? Learning more at the time? Yeah, definitely learning more. Um, obviously, variance plays some roles right, in it. I sure. mean, you know, you're, um, you, there are year, you know, years I would you know, be so close, but then you just have that, you know, something happened that just you know, wasn't happening for you. And then the run that I've been on here, I've been hitting, you know, when I need to hit. And, you know, like, you know, just in this term right now, I've been on life support the whole time, but every time I needed the, the card to, to sort of save me and keep me in, it's been there. Um, where, you know, you're playing some of these other events back in the day, all the, the ones that right. you just need to avoid. I mean, if you go back and look at my TV stuff, I was all, I mean, my wife would just like, throw up. She's like, you're just getting, you just get so unlucky. Um, but at certain points, you got to realize it's not all about luck. you got to put yourself in positions to win. I worked on my game and uh, worked on my mental attitude of just, you know, not letting it bother me and just trying to come back and play my best game. Because, I mean, obviously, if you're going through a rough spell, whether it be, a year, a month, a week, whatever, uh, it can affect you mentally. This, you know, you have some mental toughness in this game, and you can make poor decisions and not even realize you're making poor decisions. Okay, last question. And uh, by the way, thank you so much for being so generous with your time. I do appreciate that. I'm sure, you know, you've had to deal with this for so many years. You're used to it. Uh, Sammy Farha. Any contact with him over the years, especially now, 15 years later, when there's a lot of attention to it? No, no contact really much at all. The only thing I've had is there's been two card, I guess card rooms down in Houston and Texas are, are starting to, to take off. And I've had a couple of them reach out to me that want to work with me and do something and sort of combine me and Sammy in a rematch or do something for some kind of activity. Um, you know, that, that's about the extent of it. I mean, I don't talk to him. and. He plays down in Houston. I don't think he travels the circuit or does much. So, um, but I definitely had a couple rooms down there that are like, you know, hey, can we bring you down? We'll set up a match with you and Sammy. Get some promotion out of it and things of that nature. So, uh, there's definitely been a, a little bit of a talk, but at the same time, I mean, you know, it, uh, my schedule is pretty full. Yeah, you know, I'm sure. I'm booked up through April 14th right now. So, uh, which is good. I mean, you don't want to you want to be busy. You don't yeah, want to be. You know. Absolutely. Well, good luck on a comeback here. And uh, where are you headed to next? I will be going for – I leave tomorrow for my daughter's soccer tournament. Uh, then Thanksgiving, then I'll be in Daytona. And then I go to Uruguay and then the, then the Bahamas. Okay. Best of luck to you. Thank you. Appreciate it very much. Once again, we appreciate the time Chris Moneymaker spent with us at the Seminole Hard Rock. And uh, we hope you enjoyed that. That's going to do it for our show today. A little bit shorter ver version of what we normally bring you. But next week, we'll be back – with more of the program, Joe back in town, and we will bring you all the results, strategy talk, and everything we bring you here on Poker Action Line. Don't forget, you can always pick up the show on the Hold'em Radio Network, also the Poker Fuse podcast page. Maybe the best place to get the show, as I usually say, is SoundCloud, because you have a chance to 
tweet or email the show then to uh, friends of yours and uh, spread the spread us around a little bit. We appreciate you joining us every week, and uh, we are lining up some guests for the fall. Should have some fun stuff going on during the holiday season. In fact, this week is Thanksgiving. We hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving holiday, and we really do appreciate you listening to the program on a regular basis. I'm Big Dave Lemon. We'll see you next week on another edition of Poker Action Line. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. The lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. And their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year.